Yeah. Here's a show once in a while, you fucks. You are now listening to the Inner Circle Podcast Network. Can you talk for a second? Yeah, I can talk for a second. I can talk for more than a second. It's one of my skills. Talk for yeah, that's kind time. of a stupid fucking question, huh? Filibuster and motherfucker. No, it's I had to run for fucking senator or some shit. Where do they do the filibustering? Do they do that in the fucking House of Representatives, the Senate, both, think, both branches think, of Congress, or what? Houses of Congress? It's houses, right? Yeah. I think usually it's the Senate that I've heard. But uh, I think filibustering is just talking and talking and talking until the shit times out. So I think it can yeah. be done on a lot of things. I be I get elected on that alone. Like I filibuster like a motherfucker. I will never shut up. People setting records for like longest filibuster. Fuck that. Get them titties out. Get them kitties out. Get them cooters out. Get them pooters out. Shit happens when you party naked. Shit happens when you party naked. Get them titties out. Get them kitties out. Get them cooters out. Get them pooters out. Shit happens when you party. Naked. Woo-wee. Taking my hair down for this one. Shit. I especially appreciate you uh, hitting the pipe while that fucking song was going, too. There's something magical about doing that live versus cutting it in in post. Yeah. No, that's I, I love that song. Every time it comes on now, it gets me hype as shit. Dude, that song is hit or miss. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about that first thing. Welcome to Shit Happens When You Party Naked, motherfuckers. I'm Jason Naomi. I'm the host of this bitch. I have with me, joining me today, the host of the Po Boys podcast, that motherfucker himself. Jody B, what's good, man? Hey, don't call it a comeback. Hey, buddy. Thank you for having me. This is kind of spur of the moment, right? Yeah, you know what? I, I like spur of the moment lately. I feel like there was a while there where I was kind of getting away from doing this like spontaneously like it was my art there was a while where i was like trying to plan it and trying to book guests and shit like that and i just decided man that all that is such a pain in the dick hole like let me just have fun with this you know what i'm saying like let me just text one of my friends and be like yo you want to fucking talk for an hour and record it because that's more entertaining to me i don't know about you i don't know what you think about hunting down guests and then trying to talk to strangers and maybe they get your humor maybe they don't how do you feel about that uh, I struggle with that on a on a regular basis, Jason. Um, I don't know because when I first started, uh, the the community was not so welcoming. Mm. I guess is the right word. Not saying they were mean. They just people didn't seem to want to offer up for like explicit content. People like it was just you know the the clean cut fucking Bill Cosby shit. They would yeah. share that, but if you had curse words in the title or obscene pictures or anything, they Something would just, that. yeah. And that's, you know, I found out pretty early on that that was going to be an issue. So, um, you know, I used to just jump in those chat rooms and be like, Hey, anybody want to be on a podcast? You know, and nobody would respond. So after a while I got bummed out and I quit doing that. And then I actually had to start scheduling. Uh, but with having my wife and kid and stuff, scheduling has really kind of become key in this house. And you know, mm. you're still kind of in that guerrilla warfare time frame. 
So you kind of just got to get it in when you can, but when you get a few more years, you got to get it in when I get it in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like you're at that point where get in where you fit in, baby. (laughs) It's now or never. (laughs) Indeed. And I mean, that's, I guess that was one thing that kind of burnt me about having certain type of guests. Like I feel like you and a lot of the other guys that I'm like closer to, we text, we chat. Like I feel like you guys are different echelon of guests than like my Sally Cones or my Vimla Soros where it's like, I don't really know you, but you wrote a book and you're interesting. And I read your book. Why don't you come on my podcast? But then it's like, you know, I do have a swear word in the title and that does kind of like scare people off. And a lot of these guests is like, I want to sell my book. I don't want to go on the, uh, McFag show where the guy says shit, cunt. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Balls, possibly even racial slurs at yeah. any mu- minute. You never know what's going to come out of this guy's mouth. So it's more about like, I don't I hated talking to people that have that like image that they want, that public image they want to preserve because yeah. then it's like, it's not real. But you got to try it though. That's the point, right? You, you yeah. got to get in there and sure. give it like a professional shot. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a couple authors and directors of docs and stuff like, you know, people that I wouldn't normally talk to. I prefer comedians. Like comedians are usually the best. Um, well, comedians aren't comedians. I feel like more so than an author or somebody, they're not scared of that shit. Like yeah. they're not uh, an author's like, I gotta be nice because if I go on a show, even if I don't say anything raw, if I go on this guy's show and this shit happens when you party naked, yeah. and he said the word and the word a whole bunch, then that looks bad on me. Like some of that shit literally is going to like rub off on me. Yeah. And well, they should, they for damn sure won't share it, Jason. <laughs> That's <laughs> And comedians, like, they don't give a fuck. Like, they'll come on and they're half the time they want to talk like this. They're the ones making me blush. It's hit or miss because I think uh, some comics, especially if they do podcasts, they're a little better at the format style because every once in a while you might get a a comedian uh, that will try to run like, uh, like material on the show. Ooh, and yeah. sometimes that's weird. I'm not saying they just monologue, but I'm saying you can tell like they're trying a little too hard. And it's like, dude, you're funny. Let's just talk for a moment. And I promise you're yeah. going to say something funny. But you hear people start to try to throw out their jokes, kind of stuffing them yeah. in there. And it's like, hey, hey, relax, dude. <laughs> I'm actually a little bit guilty of that shit myself. Like I, if, I, if I'm planning a podcast for a week or two weeks or something like that, like I will write down jokes. And I'll try to bring it up in a very organic way and like lead people into allowing me to say my joke in a off the cuff. Like it doesn't seem like I'm going into a routine kind of way. And I'm really good with Christina at this because she and I have so many conversations that I know what her responses are going to be. So if I want her to say a certain thing to set me up, I know exactly how to lead her to that. And she has no idea it's even going on. I'm just, we've just been together that long. Yeah. You just outsmart her, Jason. I get it. Yeah. Well, indeed. I I like lead her in, but it's good because she's like, she's willing as well. So even if she gets the idea that I might be leading her somewhere, she'll like, oh, okay. Like nod and go along. Like, fuck. She gets in there and plays ball, makes it up. How's she doing, by the way? You guys are still pretty early on into your uh, your adventure. Uh, what, what is the status thus yeah. far, Papa Almy? Yeah. So, Evelyn turned six months old last weekend, so she is newly six months old. She's halfway to her first birthday. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, man, like, we're learning how to be parents. Like, every day, we're just kind of – I mean, you like – I mean, 
I guess it doesn't surprise me so much, but you really kind of have to like learn. Yeah. You learn a few things. You, know, you might read a book. You might, you might get some tips and pointers from some family and friends and stuff, but it's like, you got to learn. Like every kid is a little bit different. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I, I know, know what you fucking mean. <laughs> it's, and they change too. They like, they grow. So yeah. it's like the shit that worked with her two months ago isn't necessarily working now yep. because she's bigger. She's shaped differently. I can't hold her the same to like rock her to put her to sleep or yep. she's too big for the bass. And that now we got to put her in the, in the crib. That was a whole fucking idea. Yeah, man. That was, that was <laughs> the two, two most miserable weeks of my life. Yeah. And I, that's why I thought I wasn't going to Jersey. The kid wasn't sleeping. Yeah. Like the kid didn't sleep. I, when she was in her bassinet, she slept right next to me because she keeps my wife up. So she sleep on my side because I sleep through fucking anything. Yeah. Um, I sleep through my own rape and murder one day. I'm, I For promise real. you. Yeah. Dead to the way. Well, now it's got to be worse now because you're compiling the not sleep on top of it. Yeah. 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 About the only thing that wakes me up is my daughter's uh, shriek. And it yeah. does it. I told you that's going to hit a special little spot in your brain, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, Christina's like, you got to let her cry. Like, because she just, the crib was no good. The bassinet, she was fine. But as soon as you try to transition to the crib, she outgrew the bassinet. I couldn't put her big out. Like, what am I going to do? Hang your legs over the side? Yeah. So we had to move her to the crib. But it's like, I don't know, new environment. I, who knows the psychology of a six-month-old? I don't. But I'd be putting her in the crib, and the moment you said she could be dead asleep in my arms, the moment I set her down, like the moment her head hit that crib mattress, boom, her wide awake, and like boom, boom, yeah, and, and it's just instant scream, like it was hot coals or something. Like I thought I put her down on a bed of nails, <laughs> but, and then I'd like you pick her back up immediately, and she'd go quiet. So Christina was like, "Look, we just gotta, you gotta let her cry a little bit. Like we can't just zoom in in there and, and grab her." Yeah. And I thought of you saying that when when I said like. But when I hear her cry, when I hear her scream, to me, that sounds like, daddy, I need you. Yeah. Like, I want to go run. I'm just like, you know, like I'm. And that's good. Like I said, it hits her different, though. Like for her, it's maternal response. So that's why that fucks with her harder. Like she, you know, it's like three octaves higher when she hears it. Mm. So that's why I was saying. Psychic bond, too. Yeah. I think they got. Because, you know, you, the, the baby grows out of the mom. So, mm-hmm. like, they're connected physically for, for, you know, almost 10 months, 40 weeks. And I think there's, like, something there. It's yeah. like, I don't, I don't know how much I believe in this shit. But, like, my wife, like, literally my wife will be like, I miss her so bad. Like, I can feel it. Like, I ache a little bit because I'm missing her. I'm like, wow, that's, that's actually pretty incredible. Like, I miss her, but it's not like I don't feel anything physical. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the basis of like postpartum, you know, but I'm obviously you guys are six months in, you're probably past all that. But yeah, that first like month and a half, you've had a person growing inside your body for the last nine months, you know, you kind of get attached to it. If you had a pet for that long, you would have it, you know, if it was a little puppy, it would at least double, triple in size. You can't say you wouldn't get attached. And now you're responsible for keeping the little motherfucker alive. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's the thing where it's like every time somebody says my... My pet is my baby. I'm yeah. like, yeah, but fuck you. you. In trouble if that thing wanders out and dies. If, yep. if you open the door and let that little shit outside and it dies, you might be devastated emotionally, but you're not going to get in any legal trouble whatsoever. The cops are not going to come knocking on your doorbell yeah. like, hey, you were neglectful of Fido here and he got run over in the street. Yeah. I'm sorry, but like my kid, I got to keep that thing alive. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's legal repercussions for, um, 
I mean, there's legal repercussions for the mistreatment of animals, too. Well, yeah, if you go out in the front yard and and kill your own dog in the front yard in front of some kids, that you might get a visit from a police officer. But you live in the right parts of the town. I mean, dude... I've had to put a few of my pets down. You know what I'm saying? Like I, it is what it is. You don't have to be. You don't have to be OJ to get away with killing your pomeranian. Is no, what you're saying? You could literally strangle it with your bare hands and put it in a bag and throw it in the dumpster, and nobody would give a fuck. <laughs> I wrote that joke like six weeks ago. I never thought I was going to get to use the. You don't have to be OJ to kill your own pomeranian line. I really appreciate you. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be OJ never. to kill your own pomeranian. Yeah. <laughs> Get away with killing your own Pomeranian. But, um, yeah, so the parenting thing I love, it, it is it is pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, the the sleep may be not as awesome as the feeling of being a dad, but um, it's still, it's good, man. It's, it's real good. It's going to be in a couple more years before you sleep. Like, before you sleep well. You're going to get a little bit more eventually, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, you worry about them and they get sick and then sometimes you don't sleep. Yeah. You know, and it, I've been lucky enough to not spend more than I don't think I've been away from him for but maybe a night at a time yeah. ever. I mean, that's only a handful. I can count on my right hand how many times that's happened. So that's pretty fortunate, though. Like that's I put him to I mean, bed every night. That's my thing. You know, and it's yeah. always been my I give him a bath and I put him to bed. So that's I've our heard. bond time and stuff. And yeah, it's fun. We sort of take we sort of take turns putting Evelyn to bed. We usually do bath time like we tag team bath time because yeah. it's a little bit easier at her size. It's kind of hard to like wash her parts mm-hmm. and like not have a third hand. Like it's hard to kind of like grab her to wash God, her like I'm back. So and fucking stuff. happy I didn't have a girl, Jason. Dude, all my friends that have little girls, they tell me they were like, "You ever think you'd clean shit out of a vagina?" That was the fucking exact words I was just about to Is say. That, like, like, you didn't even I know that was a thing. <laughs> I never cleaned until I until I turned 38, 37. I had never cleaned shit out of a vagina before. I never thought I would. Yep. But I have cleaned more shit out of a vagina. I almost said more shit out of more vaginas, but really it's only one vagina. <laughs> this one. Shit out of thus far. If I have another daughter, who knows? But at first I was like squeamish about that shit, but it was like, I got to get in there. Like I can't let it, yep. I can't let it. In fact, I got to, but I'm like, that's ah, just feel, but now it's just like, whatever. You're going to bring mean, out a minor hat fun. and a fucking toilet bowl brush. And you're like, come on out of there. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is, it is definitely like, it is a little bit like that, but, um, like it's, it's cool too. You know, it's, it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't even mind that part. See, I'm trying to think back now. I'm four years in, and uh, I remember this time. Like, my kid right at six months got a – it's called RSV. So, it's like a sinus infection. And it's it's not – it's nothing crazy, but it is something that is a problem for little babies because, like, yeah. they, they can't breathe, basically. Yeah. And Ooh, like that. Yeah, well, their throat gets all phlegmy, and then also their nose stops up. And when they're six months old, you know, when they're eating, they have to breathe through their fucking nose. Otherwise, mm-hmm. so it's a real problem. So you, we had yeah. to go to the hospital, and, uh, you know, they, like— suck fucking snot and shit out of his face every couple hours and it was it was intense and so I, you know we were very fortunate not to have to deal with that but I mean right out of the gate you know I got hit with one of those like one of those go stay at the hospital for a week things and that was minute on the scale of things that could happen to your kid you know that early on so I'm not bitching I'm just saying like 
it was it was a trip. Like I still, yeah. it's like I don't even remember some of it. It's like PTSD. <laughs> yeah. I remember more getting shot in the face than I do of the first three weeks of my daughter's life. Um, I, uh, I had a hallucinogenic experience in the hospital during that. And I've only done hallucinogens a couple times, right? Just some shrooms here and there. I had gone so long on so little sleep. Like I fell asleep in a triage room, like in the emergency room, when you go in there and they take you to the little pre where they're checking your shit out. I was nodding off like a junkie at like noon, middle of the day. Like I'm sitting there and I'm just, yeah. And my wife was like, just sit back, dude, you got it. And I'm like, all right. But, uh, so that automobile accident, bro, it was so fucking crazy. Like I just, I kind of remember it. It was a blur. We were there for a week. Um, and we ate fast food constantly cause you're in a hospital and it was like all hours of the fucking day trying to get food or coffee or whatever. Yeah. Like three days into that, you eat Arby's for like two days straight and hospital food. And yeah. uh, I would never shit in that bathroom because it's such a close quarters and I knew like there was something fitting to go down. So I went and wandered into like the family bathroom room across oh, the yeah. hallway, like 3 a.m., dude. I went in there and I grabbed a hold of those handicap poles. I fucking just braced and I fucking shit so hard, dog. <laughs> like It was explosive <laughs> traumatic shitting. And while I'm sitting there on the toilet, I'm like leaned over and I look at the floor and it's like a textured, it's red with like gray streaks all in it. Like, uh, like you know, grocery store pattern, how they do with the shit. And this shit was just all around me while I was looking. I was like, Oh fuck. I, it's like <laughs> mentioned fear and loathing in Las Vegas. When he looks down on the floors, like bull on the casino, it was so intense and I was shitting, but like, it was like, this is too much, man. And I wrapped it up, wiped my ass, and I went in there and passed out on one of those hospital fold-out bed chair things. Those things are so goddamn uncomfortable. <laughs> it was awful. It's like I trauma. It's like a. It was like a couch that like folded down. It was like the most. I don't know. It was the craziest futon. It like the, instead of like folding out into a futon, like the back part where you would lean back against folded down like yeah. forward. And then you would lay on the thing like a bed, but it was the worst. Um, and I mean, I, I mean, I slept on that thing. The hospital is fucking gay. I've always said the hospital is basically like a really, really expensive hotel that you don't get yeah. to fucking like call any of the shots at. <laughs> exactly. And hotel bed is way better than hospital. Bed. Yeah. Like at least if you're paying for a hotel, especially if you're paying that much, you're getting a nice, a nice bed, nice pillows, like turn down service, whatever. I can at least get a cheeseburger while I'm trying to, you know, sit here and watch TV. And I don't have to keep turning the goddamn TV on back on every 45 minutes. I don't know what possessed my wife. One of the days we were in the hospital for six days. We were there three days getting um, unsuccessfully induced. Mm-hmm. And then God they sent us damn, home for a day. Jason. Yeah. It was, it was rough, man. Cause she, I mean, I had to watch, which sucked for me, but she had to go through it, which yeah. is like. We're going to stick things in your vagina to try to like open up your cervix. We're going to give you these medications that are going to make you feel like shit yeah. to try to open your cervix. And like three days of that and then it doesn't work. They finally would just like go home for a day, sleep in your own bed, eat whatever you want to eat, come back tomorrow and we're going to do the C-section. So then the C-section is three days. They yeah. keep you in the hospital for three days. They keep you an extra day. Up here it's two days. If you, if you have a vaginal birth, it's three days for a cesarean. But 
compound that with the three days that we were there trying to induce, we spent six out of seven days in the hospital. We went back for another night in the hospital when she ran a fever like three weeks later. Mm -hmm. That was miserable. But when, when my wife, I don't know what, what overcame her. This was maybe been the drugs that they put her on for the, um, the C-section or something. She was still a little hazy or what we were ordering food. Cause they, they did like free hospital food. Yeah. And it was you like, get like a snack, like, a lunch or a tray or something. Yeah. Yeah. They'd send a tray up or whatever. She's like, let's get the, the fish sticks. Cause we just ran through everything else. I guess. And she's like, let's get the fish sticks. Those are the most miserable fish sticks. <laughs> I've never had fish sticks that bad. I don't think either one of us ate them. We took like one bite and we're like, that was a terrible idea. Actually, my daughter's right here if you want to get a look at her. Oh, the baby. Yeah, she's awake. She wanted her food. Remember I texted you? I said she's going to want to eat something while we're podcasting. I know it. Yeah. She's right. Hang on a second. Oh. Oh, there she is. See, we had these uh, suits that uh, they zipped up like that, and you could turn in the, uh, the hands and the feet to where it made them look like a starfish. I don't know if that's, if that's what that is or if that's just like a long sleeve, like a onesie. It's like a sleep sack with, with sleeves. Yeah. It's like a, I don't know, it's like a wearable, it's like a, um, a sleeping bag and um, what do they call those? A Snuggie. It's the same thing. Gloves. Yeah, yeah. Not baby. Make your like, kid. So like a Snuggie you can zip up on yourself. Your kid looks like a flying squirrel. That's what we call it, a squirrel it's, suit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seems yeah, like the shit. Yeah. It doesn't have the little invertible things that go over her hands. We had some clothing that did that early on. Uh, we didn't use it too much, but sometimes we did. Are you still like sw- hands free? You still swaddling her? No, they told us to stop doing that around four months because she's she's rolling over like a champ. She is rolling over. Okay, yeah, she that's pulls it like I'll put her on her back and she is like, whoa, like yeah. she's really good at. It. I mean, at first she kind of sucked, but she's gotten really, really good. Just like the, if she wants to move around, she's getting like this close to crawling too. Yeah. Like she's starting to get her legs kind of up on her, so like starting to get her belly up, but she hasn't. Like she's kind of pushing herself around in her hands a lot. And she moved forward and backward an inch or two. She's great at pivoting. Yeah, like she turn. But um, man, she's gonna be crawling. I bet in a I week I'll text you and be like, dude, break dancing. Have uh, Have you made her laugh yet? Like yeah, legit, is, like out loud laughed. Yeah, where she's like, <laughs> yes. Freaking music to my ears, man. It's the best. That's one of the best sounds on the planet. <laughs> laugh. I have videos my wife's of really it. Good at it too. Take as many videos as you can, man. Save them. Double, yeah. make double, triple copies. Get a hard drive that's just for pictures. Back home. Yeah. I, I tell you what. I'll uh, I'll tell you about this other service that we use. I think we pay just a few bucks a month, but it's like unlimited cloud pictures, and it's you know people you can give access to it and shit. But it's it saves it all on a timeline so you could actually crank it back at any time you want and it tells you how old the kid was at that point that's cool jason that shit tears me in half sometimes (laughs) go back and look at it well yeah i mean it just goes so fast it's crazy man like you think time flies like just in regular life like when you got that little baby it starts moving really quick and then just little bullshit like that you go back and watch like I've got a few of the first times that he laughed or the f- first few times that he walked on camera and shit like that. So it's just crazy. You crank it back and you're like, fuck. Now this little kid is belly button height and almost punches me in the dick every time he walks by just because he's a monster, you know? Yeah. 
That's like, awesome. You used to fit in both of my hands put together, you yeah. little fuck. And now he's walking, like, throwing shit at me and stuff. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> Sooner or later, he'd be finding his happy tissues all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I Tell did. him to get the fuck out. Yeah. Go Just, away. <laughs> stop leaving that, that sock under your bed. Your mother knows what's up. All right. She does your laundry still. Yeah. No, today you do your laundry from now on, you little fucker. Exactly. She didn't even wash my socks. <laughs> yeah, with that sock, you can stab somebody with. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's crazy. We definitely I definitely have like my phone has become you can go back through. It's kind of cool, too, because you can kind of you know, the iPhone has like timestamps. Yeah, I've got other stuff in there. So like I'll go back and I'll see a whole bunch of Christmas photos and I'll go back a little further and I'll see some like Halloween photos. So I can kind of tell like when the timeline is like, I remember I took this photo. It was, she was two months old or whatever. And yeah, dude, we'll totally do that. And my wife, we went to see the one movie we, I, we've actually been to see two movies now since she was born in the theaters. That's impressive. It is. I mean, I love seeing movies in the theater. I have a problem with not like I could do it every week. I could go see a movie in the theater every single week. I mean, if I was undoubtedly, if I had never married and reproduced, I probably would yeah. spend my time going to see a movie once you enjoy a week. A, you're a cinematic kind of guy. I like, yeah, I really, I like, despite the, the pricing, like the, the prices these days are fucking terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, I could do an hour complaining just about how $15 for a ticket times two is insane. It's $30. Plus if I get the tickets through Fandango and paying like a $3 convenience fee, it's seriously like 35 bucks to go see a fucking movie. Yeah. And, and that's before you buy popcorn and shit. It makes me want to sneak in popcorn. And I understand I used to sneaking in candy because candy was always expensive at the movie theater. It makes me want to sneak in popcorn. Yeah. Cause it's eight goddamn dollars for a tiny bag dollars, of popcorn. <laughs> I have figured out how to make it as good at home. Like yeah. there's some microwave popcorn I like, but it's not as good. That's that movie theater popcorn. They just put some crack on it or something. It's really good. It's too bad that movie pass shit didn't work out. Cause I would say just buy your own popcorn maker and bring that shit in a bag. And I'm kidding. That's what you got to have the actual machine to make it right. It's like cotton candy. Like you can try all this other bullshit, but the real deal, you got to have the equipment. You gotta have the equipment. God, my cousins used to have a candy, a cotton candy machine. I must have been like eight. I was like, what the fuck? You have a cotton candy machine, you sons of bitches. I was fucking livid with envy when I saw that shit. But <laughs> we went to see Joker. That was like the first movie we went to see. You shouldn't have done that. Oh, dude. Let me tell you, like, yeah. Or you should have I, left her. So, I mean, I'm sure you guys were early on. That was not the movie to go see, buddy. <laughs> no, no, no. That was um, <laughs> maybe two months in. Yeah. She was maybe two months old. And um, at the end of the film, my wife, she's like, I got to look at pictures of Evelyn. Like, yeah. I'm feeling so grimy from this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's a testament for how like well done it was. It's like most movies, you're like, whatever, it's fake. Like, you know, it's not real blood. That's not real bullet holes. Don't feel bad for the guy because he got up after this death scene. He got up. He went and cashed a fucking eight million dollar check. He's okay. Yeah, it's all right. He's fucking in Greece getting his dick sucked on a beach right now. You don't have to worry about Jake Gyllenhaal just because he's getting beat up in that Southpaw movie. My wife was like, edge of her seat, Southpaw. Like, oh my god. I'm like, you watch UFC every fucking weekend with me. The guys are bleeding real blood all over the octagon. And you're like, more, kill him, finish him. But like the movie where the guy is wearing corn syrup on his face. Yeah. You can't. She's like, I can't watch. I can't watch. But the Joker, like that was even worse. That was the most 
immersive. She got pulled in. She's like, I got to look at pictures of Evelyn. Like the credits are going up. And she's like, I'm looking at pictures of Evelyn. I got to get like, I got to snap out of this. Right. again. I'm in a downward spiral. Thank you, Joaquin Phoenix. (laughs) I know. But when I told her that he won the Academy Award for that movie, she's like, he fucking deserved it. She's like, he made me feel so grimy. Some people go deep, man. He's one of those guys. I haven't seen it yet. And I I will eventually when it gets to Netflix or Disney or whatever the fuck. I don't know. It'll be all one of them. But, uh. I don't know, man. Like, sad, bummer fucking movies. There's yeah. one of those things. I used to get down to I think I've seen a few of, like, the saddest, most bummeristic mainstream movies. Like, obviously, there's always a deep dive or two, like an indie yeah. flick. But I've seen some pretty sad goddamn movies. <laughs> you know, just bummer city. And it's like, I'm going to save the Joker for when... You know, yeah. I got the time and the kid's asleep or something and I don't have to worry about... Yeah bringing the whole goddamn night to a standstill. <laughs> yeah. Do it when the kid's home so you can go like hold him afterward. <laughs> yeah. I need, you're good. I need your innocence. Rub some of your you. innocence off on Let him. me smell your hair. <laughs> I, it may have even been you that I was talking to about this because that just jogged my memory on a conversation I was having with somebody fairly recently. And I think it was you. And I was just saying how much like I really don't like sad movies. I don't, I don't like sad, sappy movies. I don't like sad, sappy music either. Like I don't, I stay away from shit that's meant to like tug at your heartstrings or, or like, oh. you know, it's, I, I just, I feel like real life has enough of that. I deal with enough of that in real life. Like I want to watch, I want to watch the Avengers do some shit. Uh, you know, like, oh uh, yeah, I got to deal with, you know, Tony Stark dying and sobbing violently there. But like most of the movie is pretty okay. mellow. It's not depressing at least, you know, the yeah. guy dies heroically. It's pretty amazing. It was, you know, pretty baller. Like fuck you. Thanos is basically his last words. That's cool. Like yeah. it's not a total bummer. Like humanity is fucked type of movie. I can't, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do that shit. Some of them really fuck with like, I remember you were Armageddon was the one where Bruce Willis saved the yeah. day and he blew up the asteroid. Yeah. Well, how about, uh, what was the other one? Deep impact. The Deep one impact. where the asteroid that was a Spielberg movie, Morgan Freeman was the president. He was like the pre right. Obama Obama. They found out about it. And some people freaked out and yeah. people still died. Shout out Elijah Wood with your dirt bike. Was it Elijah Wood? It was Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood was in that movie. He got, didn't he get the ticket to get like, they were like, we're going to go hide under the earth. Yeah. Small humanity is going to survive. But basically if you don't win that lotto, sucks to be you go stand on the beach with your dad. Taylor Leone went and stood on the beach with her dad. Like while the fucking asteroid hit that. They had a final moment, Jason. They hated each other. And she held his hand at the very end when that tidal wave, it was a 45 foot tall tidal wave <laughs> that's fucking scary shit dude yeah fuck that, that movie shit. man like some of them i get it you know uh world's greatest dad is a bummerific movie i don't know if you've ever seen that it's a robin williams movie but yeah uh, it um, ruined my wife's birthday one year like literally both of us just said fuck it i don't like we're going to bed and then tomorrow will be a new day <laughs> yeah I think the only movie that that really happened to me with was Passion of the Christ. Never seen mm. it on purpose. Yeah, I don't, I don't, don't. I mean, I'm Catholic, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you now. I'm trying don't, to think, don't. just like real bummer. Have you ever seen Requiem for a Dream? That was yeah, a bummerific yeah. movie. <laughs> I didn't yeah, feel one, good at all after that one. I would tell you, the Joker does not fall into that category. Yeah, have you, have you seen Taxi Driver? I have not. It's like a remake of Taxi Driver, basically, which I understand is not helpful now that you've told me you haven't seen Taxi Driver. But yeah, it's, it's like 
The reason I felt it wasn't like a sad movie. It was, I mean, there were definitely some sad characters in that film who really got like a pretty raw deal, but it was like more just watching him lose his shit and go from being kind of like quirky, but you know, still mostly functional dude to being like just bad shit loco and like super violent is like, um, it's like just made me like physically. I've never felt physically uncomfortable in a movie before, but it just made me uncomfortable. And I, I, that was how good King oh, Phoenix is. And, so it's the it's the dissension into madness. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not so much a sad movie though. Like I wouldn't compare it with like Requiem for a Dream or even like a lot of the Oscar bait that's out there. Like I'm really the one kind of movie that I really don't like and I lump it in with those sad kind of movies is like the Oscar Beatty stuff. It's like they're really trying hard to yeah, have 12, a moral. 12 years a slave. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. I mean, ugh, you know, like the slave stuff too. Like, like God damn, to dude. Those. Like this fucking sucks. Django Unchained was great. I love yeah. that fucking movie. And not because yeah. of all the end bombs, but because it was fucking <laughs> awesome. Just because. Man, Leonardo DiCaprio. I bet he still gets uncomfortable about that. People bring it up. I don't want to talk about Django. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I was um, I was toying with the idea, you know, because sometimes I'll make Christina do the Samuel L. Jackson lines. Yeah, and there is the there is the uh, who that N word on that nag. Yeah, uh, in that uh, film, and Samuel L. Jackson delivers that line referring to Django. Yeah, uh, Jamie Fox and. I thought, wouldn't that be kind of funny if I said, hey, Christina, I got one for you today. And then I play it and she's like, oh, hell no, motherfucker. I'm not saying that fucking line. I just thought that might be kind of a funny way to fuck with her. I might still do it. But then I, I thought, well, what if she goes for it? What if she just dives in? She's like, I'm fucking I'm method today. Like I am Samuel Jackson. Like I'm two things to say about the N word. and They're both funny. Number one, one of the funniest things my wife has ever said to me. Okay, like my wife, like one of our things when we fight, we like to go to the extreme. So it makes it at least comical when we're talking shit to each other so that we understand that it's not like legit stuff. I'm like, I'm going to slap your fucking titties, shit like that. And uh, (laughs) I don't like titty slap as a threat. Jason, I don't even remember what. The conversation was that led to this, but we were just nagging each other back and forth. Oh, yeah, well, fuck you. You know, shit like that. And I said, what are you going to do? You know, one of those. And she said, I'll wait till you fall asleep and I'll write nigger on your forehead. (laughs) And I said, what? (laughs) (laughs) That was... Because it's like, I know she wouldn't do that, but there was a moment in my head where I played that out. I go, would it not be the most evil fucking shit? Like, I think about that movie Chevy Chase and Jonathan Taylor Thomas where he had like the Indian smiley face and the war paint because he had an allergic reaction to the shit and he showed up in court at a civil suit against Indian folks. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was one of those kind of things where I go, could you imagine, even if you scrub it off, it's there. You got to call out a sick of work. You got to. I don't know what you tell the boss. Like, what? I woke up racial slur <laughs> off my head. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm not making this up. I promise, boss. I, I said, yeah, you would do the R too, and she goes, "Yep." She's like, "I don't give a fuck," and I go, "That's <laughs> fucking. You are the most cold blooded bitch I've ever met in my life. I just want you to know that." 
That is cold-blooded. And the other one was I had a chat with Delvin, and uh, we're setting up a roast. So I'm hoping – I got a sweet talking, man. I feel like – I feel like everybody else is going to make attempts. Like they're only going to give three fifths of their jokes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that doesn't sit right with me. I told Delvin, I said, I may have to work some stuff out and we may, we may have to figure this. So I think there's going to be two roasts. <laughs> We're sure. Like a PT 13 roast. And then there's the, Yes. Or are we talking about there's a, a front of the bus roast and a back of the bus roast. See, now we're talking cause that was, yeah, I've already, Jason, I've already been there. We're, we're not going to get into it. Or unless you're going to cut this out. If you cut it out, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, no, no. We can, we'll talk. We'll talk off mic. <clears throat> you can text me and tell me all about it because I do want to be involved. I love Delvin. Shout out Delvin. Delvin Cox Experience. Go download that podcast, y'all. It's a great show. And Delvin is a wonderful person. Well, I had to run some of my jokes by him just to make sure. And he laughed. So that made yeah. me feel good. <laughs> it like that uncomfortable kind of laugh. Like, I can't guy. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. I said, as a matter of fact, he told me the, the plan. And I said, well, that sets me up for a joke, Delvin. And I think I have to say the magic word. He goes, that better be a funny fucking joke. And so yeah. I typed the joke out and I sent it to him. And he sent me back crying, laughing faces. Yeah. <sighs> So I think that's a I think that's a go, right? That's okay, right? I think that is. I mean, or that's like the crying, <laughs> laughing face that he makes when he shoots you. Uh, yeah, he's laughing like a psycho. Aha, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, motherfucker! You think that joke was funny? I just shot you twelve times. I love Delvin, and I almost backed out because I backed out of Randall's roast. You know, with all the shit that was going on with that, I just that it, still hasn't happened. It still hasn't had. I still haven't received my shit from Adam yet either. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to hound him because I've oh, got yours, good. Jace. I've got it all. I just need Adam, and I can finish I'm it. Just gonna record. I'm gonna record something. I'll pretend to be Adam. Do it. You know, I, I saw him write, so I know he's writing. Adam Simmons. I know it's gonna be a little while before you probably hear this. <laughs> so hopefully, you sent your stuff in, or somebody we know might be doing an impression of you. Yeah, somebody we know. Podcast at a round table champion. Adam asked the mouth Simmons <laughs> as he is known these days. Amazing. Amazing. So, um, yeah. So like you backed out of the roasts. I kind of understand like the roasts. I, I feel like mine still come to mine was a year ago now. And I feel like it still comes up. Like there's still people that don't talk from that roast. Like I don't, I'm not sure PJ has talked to me since that roast. Yeah. So, it's you know, so it's just, good. it is what it is. Have you listened to it lately? I haven't listened to it lately. You should uh, you should listen to it. I listened Chris to it like two weeks ago. He, yeah, he said he listened to it the other weekend. It's funny, man. It's like a time capsule now. And it's only been a year. I don't know how gay is that. Like, we've had yeah. all this drama. It's like a fucking show that didn't break for a season. Like, we're just season yeah. one. We started. It's like The Walking Dead. Like, we lost some motherfuckers. <laughs> We gained oh, some people, and some people ended up to be really fucking cool. Some people fucking sucked. It just, we're all figuring yeah. it out. <laughs> I thought when I used to bodybuild, and I used to do it competitively, as listeners of the show probably know, I used to do all the steroids, I used to do all the GH, I used to do all that shit so that I could bodybuild competitively. So and you're I mean, used, I used to, to that? Like, the turnaround? So, yeah, but... I, they were catty. Like I was in group texts with bodybuilders, other competitive bodybuilders, and these were some catty motherfuckers. Like they were just like the way our culture perceives the way women talk about each other. They were just like that. 
So they talked about each other like like some bitches, basically. They were like, oh, he doesn't look that good, and his legs are too short, and yeah. blah, 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 and he doesn't do that. And it was like, god damn, really? Like, you're going to insult his fingernails next? Like, his nails weren't looking good. He looked ashy the day of his show. Like, dude, like, the dude's busting his ass to look good. Like, you don't yeah. piss at him because you think he looks better than you. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's really what it was. And I thought when I got out of that, like, I, I'm going to find another hobby now because I can't. You know, my cardiologist says I can't bodybuild anymore. I'm going to die. So let me find another hobby. So I'm like, oh, a podcasting thing sounds kind of fun. I'm pretty good at talking. So let, let me go buy a mic and start this shit. Yeah. And I, 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 I bet it's not going to be catty at all. But it's like. Oh, it's dude. high school level catty. Ooh. Yeah. Like real bad. Like I don't talk to him. I'm like, that's what I said. It's it's like going back to high school, it's like dealing with Twitter people and all that shit. It's and it's cool, you know. Some people can make do with it. I think I, I take the same tactic that I had in regular high school. I'm a chameleon, yeah. baby. I can get in and out. You know, I have a lot of interests. I've experienced a lot of shit. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, like, you know, I've been around the block a time or two, so I can relate to a lot of people. So yeah, I just get to know people and some people I click with and some people I don't, but I'm not like shitty about it. I just kind of, you know, you go, the world is big enough, Bubba. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of view that as like, that's life. You know, some people you're going to click with really, really well. Yeah. Some people you're, you're going to just like not just oil and water, but then a lot of people are going to be kind of in the middle there where it's like, yeah, I like them well enough. You know, that's just sort of it. Like there's enough people, like you said, there's enough enough folks to fuck with that you can record a show every week i don't know dude mixing internet friends is a lot like mixing friends in real life sometimes that shit can blow up in your goddamn face <laughs> oh you're not lying buddy i mean dude like that brings us back to something i wanted to talk about several minutes ago because you said that you loved my intro song and that is a very polarizing intro song i have yeah. a lot of people tell me that they love it they think it's hilarious uh, or I've got one one guy, in fact, my, my buddy Donnie said, I can't even, he's like, if I listen to your intro, he's like, I can't listen to your intro because if I do, it's stuck in my head for yeah. like two days. And I'm like, boom, 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 get them titties get them out. Titties out. But then I have a whole lot of other people. It's like Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Like people love, love this intro, it. but they hate this intro. You don't have a lot of people that are like, meh, it's, it's a good intro, I guess. You know, as intros go, you some know. people hate it. Yeah, well, I could see where you might. <laughs> well, I would hope that if you show up, you know what you're showing up for. But I guess a new person might not. And all they hear is, get them titties out. Well, that did happen once with one of my guests, as I was talking about before. You know, some guests, you don't know the person. You're, you're kind of like, I don't know what's going to, you know, do they really know what they're getting into. Yeah. I actually had one guest. I released the episode. She went and listened to it. And she was like, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. She was like ready to tell me to just yank the episode. Oh, man. And so I pulled it down. I, I re-edited it. I took that uh, intro music out, put new intro music in, and then republished it. You know, that's I, I wasn't even really thinking about it when I did it. If I had, I probably would have used different intro music for that episode, but whatever the fuck. Have you had any issues with like... Like now, I finally got a new computer, but there's still like other hardware and stuff that I'm curious with. Have you hit like the the wall yet, where you're like, God damn it, I cannot spend any more money on this right now? <laughs> uh, I don't feel like I feel like I've hit that wall because Christina has hit that wall. Right, you know what I'm saying like 
particularly when the baby came and she, she went from working full time. She works part time now. She's with the same company. They compensate her well, but she's working less. So she's being compensated less. And so she stays home one of the days with our, with our baby. And, um, the other day she works on our private practice business. So she's only working for the company that we work for three days out of the week. Right. And so she like redoes the budget after that. And she's like, motherfucker. Like, she's like, we got to lock it down. Yeah, this, know? So this is ridiculous. That was, <laughs> that was the conversation where the podcast budget just went to zero, like next to nothing. Like luckily any money that I actually make, will go back into the podcast. So she's pretty cool about that, except she does like getting paid. So she does like, she's like, break us off a percentage. Like if you make a thousand bucks, you got to take like at least 10% of that, break it off, put it in our checking account. I'm fine with that. Like that's, (laughs) yeah, I'm a little bit like, come on, man, really? You're going to shake me down for 10%? What the fuck are you? You fucking, uh, you one of the Gambinos or some shit? You shaking me down. Really? You shaking me down. Like I work, I work 50 hours a week at this other job and every dime of that gets direct deposited into my, into our account. And you got to shake you know, I'm not making that much money off the podcast. When I make money off the podcast, it's like, holy shit, we made money this month. You know what I mean? It's not like you gotta, you gotta peel money, you know? So I do yeah. give her a little bit of a hard time about that, but I'm okay with it. Cause most of it can then go towards, you know, the upgrades of equipment and such. I didn't start my show till after the kid was born. So my first two years of trying to do that every week, boom, 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 that led to a couple of not great evens, Jason, a couple of not great mornings, a couple of very unpleasant conversations. <laughs> yeah. I mean, budgeting is a skill of hers. I do have to give her credit while complaining about, I mean, none of our, like we used to budget money towards a podcast because you know, we were hand for diapers and shit like that. So we had that money that we could go put in and she was working more. So we were making more and spending less. We could put money for the podcast. But you know, once, once she redid the budget, you know, obviously it changed, but like, I got to give her credit though, because she is like way better at budgeting than I am. Right. I'm like very fly by the seat of my pants with very you. like everything works out. Yep. I just and, make the money and it goes in the account, baby. We got lights yes. and food. I'm happy. Exactly. But she's good. She's like, you know, this is how much we will spend to ensure that we actually have a surplus. So even now, even though our income is lower with her, um, working less, even with her working less, um, and the income being lower, like we still have, we put some money away in savings, 401k and stuff every single month. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it's not like we're living hand to mouth. We'll be able to retire one. So I got to give her credit for that. Being an adult is fun, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like since I derailed the whole goddamn show a second ago, I owe you this now. So it's fantastic. He gave me a new intro for my show. It is what it is. It's 34 okay. seconds long, and I'm probably going to pause it a couple times just because it's a lot to take in. And much like your intro, I think there are going to be uh-huh. some people that might not enjoy it very much. So I'm Ooh. curious what you might think. Controversy. Yep. What? Keep Jody, I'm going to. F- okay, hang on. <laughs> Did you, I did hear that. Though. Yeah, I bet you heard it that fucking time, didn't you? I sure did. Okay. So, this is Jacob. On a Discord chat, We, I was talking with Dave and a couple other people, and he dropped in, and I just started fucking with him. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, what's up, queer? What are you doing? <laughs> you know? 
and he just he fired off and i just happened to be recording and it's just this is one of my favorite things because i also took a song from a show that i like and added it and it's just this is beautiful was was he acting or when you say fired off was he was he actually getting like heated with you or was he just like playing with you back no 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 he comes in hot like that's his thing like he'll just drop in and he'll be like what's up dude and then you kind of poke him a little and then he'll be like fuck you like he used to I don't know if he used to sing like crazy vocal shit, growly music or whatever, but, uh, he's good at it. So this is him like freaking the fuck out. And, uh, we're just, you know, fucking with him now in honor of all this controversy, check out my new intro dog. Yeah. Okay. What? Keep Jody. I'm going to fucking kill you. Okay. Now I hope you fucking overdose on cocaine. Now, say Poe Boys Podcast. Welcome to the Poe Boys Podcast! How can we fuck your day up? <laughs> Beautiful. Welcome to the Poe Boys Podcast! We don't think rape is good, but we turn a blind eye! Rape! 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 On the first fucking day! <laughs> Who the fuck was that? It's from a show I listened to with uh, Luis Gomez, Luis J. Gomez. Okay. Uh, and uh, he plays that a lot. And it's so fucking funny. That laugh, man, like that background thing on the, the song. And when he started hollering, I go, oh, this is going to be perfect. <laughs> Jesus. I literally cut that on site like I was listening to something. And I go, guys, did you hear that? And I cut it back and put the song to it like in Discord chat while I was editing. Because I'll edit in there sometimes just to fuck around. And, uh, oh, it made me so happy, Jason. I go, oh, it's good. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Jacob had that skill. Now that wasn't him. That's fucking the, the song is somebody else. But like him freaking yeah. out there, it just kind of played into it. It reminded me of that song, and I go, "Oh, this is great." That'll be like here, and then boom, people get real touchy about rape. Jason, oddly enough, ironically, yeah, oddly enough. But you were talking about how people get a little weird about your "Get Your Titties Out" song, and I have a feeling like rape, rape on the first fucking date is definitely going to hit a few people the wrong way. Yeah, it's it's definitely worse than um, get your titties out. <laughs> Still implies like consent. Like I'm sort of asking you to get your titties out, but maybe we're in a relationship, and maybe this is not a weird thing. Like, hey, get your titties out. Come on, we're gonna fool around like we do every Friday night or whatever. So I don't feel like really that is as offensive as the. Maybe like the rape rape thing, definitely more offensive. But if you really want to trigger some folks, get Dave to say it. Rape rape. Right, right. <laughs> that that is actually the problem that some people have with my intro. Not that not that it says titty. It's more that the, the person who's cre- who created it. <laughs> Get them titties out. Yeah. Not everybody likes that part. I fucking love it. I love Dave. He's my favorite. And everybody else that doesn't get it, that's fine. You don't get it. Fucking like Dave is the shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've had nothing but good experiences with the guy. So I don't know. You can't win them all, I right, champ? Like, <laughs> I feel like you can't win them all. And you definitely can't win them all. Okay. Not, not everybody likes me. I mean, I'm, you know, it is what it is. You, know, you do what you can. You I do what I can to get along with most people. But if somebody doesn't like me, then I say I'm sorry. I don't even say I'm sorry. It's like, 
cool, man. Fucking maybe I don't like you either. Fuck off. <laughs> maybe I don't, motherfucker. Yeah, you're not going to hurt my goddamn feelings. I think when I was younger, maybe it would have hurt my goddamn feelings. But now that I've gotten a little older, I'm definitely like, whatever. Like, you're going to be, I won't even think about you in six weeks. You know what I mean? Like, I'll forget you existed. So back when, in the day, I would like maybe hold on to that shit a little God, they don't like me. What's what's wrong with me? What did I do wrong? Now I'm just like, I don't give a shit. I like attention, but like, Love attention. I don't know. Um, I feel like I don't really seek approval anymore, but it was a thing at one point. I think everybody deals with that, but yeah, you know, I just quit giving a, f- a shit. I almost said a fuck shit, a fuck shit stack, okay. a fucking shit. Um, you know, that was pretty early on. I dealt with, like, with my accident and shit, which we, we spoke about before. Yeah. Uh, now I was 16 when that happened. So I still had two years of high school after that. Yeah. It's like prime pussy age, too. Like, wow. I was telling somebody yeah, recently. It, it didn't fucking help, was, Jason. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> like, it gets you a lot of sympathy, but, like, not a lot of blowjobs, right? Getting shot in the face. It's like you get plenty of flowers and cards and shit, but you don't get a lot of, like, dick socks. You that's know what a very. Like, that's. That might be the most ex- exquisitely put version of that that I've ever heard, Jason. Yes. I'm out a motherfucker. It gets you a lot of flowers and cards, but it doesn't get you a lot of blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> but I was telling somebody, I was telling a young person recently, might have been my nephew, I don't know, but it was a younger, it was a younger guy. And I was like, look, might have even been, what is his name? Um, Salad in the Afternoon. What's that kid's name? Andrew. Andrew. Yeah, it was Drew like Andrew. in the Discord. Yeah. And I was like, yo, buddy, like, you know, you're young. He was saying like, oh, I, don't, I like to eat junk and I don't exercise and stuff. I was like, hey, man, maybe you want to get on. And he was like, he doesn't have a girlfriend, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just like, hey, it's cool. Like, if you don't want to have a girlfriend, you don't have to have a girlfriend. I'm not judging you. So don't feel judged, please. But if you do want to, like, shape up, then, you know, it's not a bad idea because it'll help. And I said, there's one time in your life that it's okay to fuck 16-year-old girls. And once you exit that window... It's no longer okay to fuck 16-year-old girls. And I said, it's right now. Right now, you're in your window. You're in high school. It's okay if you go to prom with a 16-year-old girl and you all have sex. But not when you're 30. You can't You can't go back. Look, well, it's a lot harder to do. I'll give you that. Well, not it, impossible, but definitely more difficult. It's not impossible. <laughs> I, but I would say that. You didn't have any of those guys at your prom, Jason? There is substantial incentive not to do so when you're 30 because you're like almost double her age and you can get in some trouble. Yeah. So I think what I was trying to communicate to him is not necessarily like his ability to get an erection and penetrate someone who's younger than him. It was more like there's a period of your life that you can get away with this. Yeah. And it's right now. Yeah, it's right now. Get it while you can strike while the iron is hot because you know what waits for you later in life is – older broads yeah i'm just saying which is fine it'll be fine when you're older but uh see i <laughs> so i myself prefer adult women oh yeah like, i've been a, i've been a motherfucker for years jason that's just how it is with andrew yeah. it's so i told my wife that i've been talking to andrew and she goes that's very inappropriate that's the first thing my wife said because that's it she said who's andrew i said oh he's this kid we talked to he go she goes kid how old is he i go 18, I think. He's in high school. She goes, that's not cool. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she goes, what are you talking to him about? Like, I said, 
I was giving him advice about, yeah. you know, trying to get some pussy and stuff. And she goes, uh-huh. dude, like, you don't know his home life. Like, this is this is not okay. You should not be giving somebody else's kid advice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can see her point of view, but I also feel like, you know, just like man to man, sometimes you see like a younger guy. Yeah. Who's struggling. You just want to be like, hey, man, these are your options. Almost. You know? I didn't say what you said. I went the other direction, but I definitely gave him the same advice. I said, Andrew, you're a young man. I said, the world is much bigger than your high school right now. I said, do not date, finger bang, or butt fuck any chicks that you go to high school with right now. I said, just don't. It's not worth it. I said, you're 18 years old. You got a fucking smartphone in your pocket. I said, you can literally play the pussy lottery all day, every day, if you want to get some pussy till you get it. But he hasn't had pussy much at all yet. And I said, dude, you don't have the sickness yet. He said, I got the sickness when I was a young man. And I said, pussy is like cocaine. It's like the first time you get it, if that's your shit, that is your shit. And you will be addicted to it just like me and just like a bunch of motherfuckers that I know that simply cannot not say no to pussy. You will have a... You will have, you'll spend your entire twenties with a $1,000 a day pussy habit. Yeah. Cause give me pussy. I want more pussy now, please. On my face. And it's, yes, please. I remember when we were kids, man, like before it happened and you just kind of had maybe touched a titty or two, you know, and kissed a chick on the mouth once or twice. And it's just like you talk to your butt. Oh, man, we're fucking we're going to go get some burgers and then maybe we're going to get some pussy, you know, shit like that. And then you never did. And then, you know, <laughs> you just go on about your fucking day. Yeah. But that time, man. That carpet day <laughs> when you just fuck this young person and you're young and you just fucking poorly on carpet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's it. I need more. Go. Give me pussy now, please. All day, every day. All day, every day. So, yeah, I told him don't be fucking with people in his school. I was like, don't do that. It's not worth it. These people... You know, don't shit where you eat, bro. Like, this is, you're here every day. You don't need to be making acquaintances. You don't need to be falling in love. You don't need to be making anybody pregnant. I say, get on Tinder, Grindr, whatever your thing is, and fucking, if you want to bust nuts, go bust nuts. That's what you need to do. I don't think that's bad advice at all either, because I give advice from the frame of reference of, like, I'm... I'm thinking back to my day yeah. when I was 18 and I was a high school senior. I was 18 when I was a high school senior, but that was 1999 and the year 2000. I didn't have, I mean, smartphones didn't exist. It no. wasn't a thing. Tinder didn't exist. We so, had cell phones. Yeah. I got a cell phone when I was, it was 2001, I believe when I got a cell phone and I was almost 20, but but it was like, I don't know, a month before 9-11. It was the summer before 9-11. I think I finally got a cell phone. But I was, I'd already, I was a sophomore in, in college at that point. Just because they weren't, they weren't affordable when I was in 1998 or whatever, when I was like a junior in high school. Just, what am I, Zach Morris from fucking Saved by the Bell? I'm going to roll in with one of them fucking huge things and pull the antenna up and be like, hey, I'm cool. You know what I mean? Like that was... You know, you're going to get your ass kicked fucking talking like that to people. I was so, way late to smartphones. So that's the thing. Now, text messaging, I definitely have text messaged my way into at least three or four pieces of pussy. Full disclosure. Like, there's no reason. There's no honest 
fathom idea how I could have ended up in that situation other than I'm just smooth with words sometimes, man. The, the LOL JK. Hey, maybe sometime you should come over and maybe give me a blowjob. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. The text game, though, I, I feel like I got to give you a little bit more credit, though, for the text game because that in and of itself is that's like a you got to meet the person like Tinder. The thing the kids are using these days, it is it's like going into the Chinese restaurant where they have the menu with the photos of all the food. Yeah up above where you order. And that I really, I got to respect Chinese restaurants for doing that. Cause you never go into any other restaurant. That's not like a fast food restaurant. You mean, has like, like, you mean like McDonald's and, where they have yeah, the, the board McDonald's behind it that has pictures of big Macs and stuff. Yes. Like <laughs> I said, unlike fast food, like every fast food joint does it. But like when you go into a Chinese restaurant and it's like a sit down restaurant, but they still have the photos. I find it kind of weird. Cause it's like they imported that from the fast food realm. I mean, but, it's um, technically fast food. If it takes less than 15 minutes to cook, I think it's fast food, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, like they have a new category, I think, for like some of these restaurants like Zaxby's where it's like you get a number and you sit down. And it's, so it's like it's not exactly casual dining like Applebee's, but it's like somewhere in between McDonald's and Applebee's. Yeah, chicken, chicken all bets are closed, man. Because you want it to be cooked, but you also want it now. So it's like a yes. chicken's yeah. rough. I don't know if it's fast food or not. I feel like that is it's I mean it's some I feel like it is probably fast food. This is a good I mean, debate. Like what technically is fast food? Because I consider fast food like gotta be made quick, gotta have a drive through window usually. That's like a yeah. big a big part of it. Yeah. I'll see a lot right, of definitely. If it's got a drive-through window, that tells you that the food is going to be prepared pretty quickly because they're not going to have you wait twenty minutes in a drive-through like a traditional restaurant where you sit down. Yeah, I feel like fast food. Also, fast food. I feel like really kind of operates in chains like franchises. There's not a lot of like mom and pop fast food joints, although there might be like some kind of quick like I don't know sandwich spots or whatever that are mom and pop. Fuck yeah, I feel like they have those like. Pre everything's pre portioned and pre cooked, so like any idiot, you can hire a monkey to make the fries or whatever because there's a timer, it dings. Some of these things like bring it out automatically. But the the Tinder though that he has to deal with, I feel like is way easier than what you had to do with the text. Yeah, I feel like Tinder, he could just go on there and just boop 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 boop, just swipe enough times and you're golden, right? It's the slot machine. That was the reference. Like I actually had to work yeah. a little. Like you gotta definitely pick your moments and and learn how to communicate, which is fun because then you you learn how to talk to people. But uh, the 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 pussy slot machine man is a fun idea. Instead yeah. of playing Candy Crush, you're just sitting there fucking left, left, right, right, left. <laughs> Play the fuck out some Candy Crush, too, because, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not on Tinder. I, In fact, Christina and I got together, like, right as Tinder was coming out. Yeah. Like, we were starting to date, and I that was when people started talking about Tinder and shit like that. So, I had never, never at any point had the opportunity to use Tinder except for... The first time I recorded with the Plunge Boys, Christina and I got to play with uh, Davis's Twitter. Just to see and, what uh, it's about. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I'm that was to... fun because we got to message girls and be like just wild, like flagrant. And yeah. Just, hey, bitch, come over here and like rub your titties on my face. Like just find the fattest see, that's girl. What, that's what I would do. I would just be casting a lot. Dude, yeah. it would be a game for me. I'd call it Coochie Crush. I'm just out here <laughs> fucking left, right, left, right, left. What's up? 
bitch. You want to uh, see my dick? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can just get fucking like crazy with it. Law of averages, man. To get at me. It's like there's no incentive not to just do whatever the fuck. Say yeah. whatever the fuck, you know? Shoot your shot, man. Shoot your shot. That's what Shit. I told him. I said, because here's the thing. He's a big he's a big kid, you know? And uh, I saw his face, and I hope I didn't embarrass him too much because I told him I tuned up on him for the show. But I was just like, you look kind of gay. I don't know if you know that, but, like, you got a gay fucking haircut, and you're kind of <laughs> fat. And I said, I see, because he said that some chicks had made that assumption before. And usually you, people don't just say that. Like, if somebody says... Hey, I think that dude's gay. It's usually because you look kind of gay. <laughs> I mean, it's not like anybody else would say about anybody in present company right now. Absolutely not. You're the big gay Lebowski. Look at you. Anyway. Master, man. All I got to do is like shave my face, paint these fingernails. And yeah. dude, it's am. You would be a, you man. would be like an Arkansas four, which is not bad. Cause I've definitely seen solid, like stone cold ones here. So, you know? I mean, I definitely got like a pretty solid jawline when I shaved <laughs> this off. So it's like you're going to see that it's kind of square. You know what I mean? But like a mouth to mouth. Like I don't see a lot of dudes saying no to these lips. Yeah. Booty ain't got no face. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah, Andrew, uh, I just tried to give him the kind of advice that I would have enjoyed having. I think at that mm-hmm. age, it's just like, dude, just don't. Don't fucking don't fuck these chicks in your car outside the thing like just leave them alone go to yeah. tinder where there's 40 year old women who haven't been fucked in four years who just want to put your cock in their mouth and they'll go hey what's up now there's probably not a lot of those you got to look around but i'm saying Dude. the possibilities there you don't fucking know do you think like maybe he could be swiping on the tinder just given the way things are these days, you know, with the digital technology and everybody's online dating and shit. And again, I have zero experience with online dating mm-hmm. because I'm a normal person that meets people in real life. I go out places. I, I fucking talk to people. Yeah. I don't way better I'm, in person. I'm not ordering a pizza, right? I'm not, I don't need to get online and fucking anyway. What if he's swiping and he sees one of his teachers, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if one of his teachers is on Tinder? She's yeah. youngish. Maybe she's 35. I don't know. Maybe it's and Renee Zellweger. You know? Like, you don't <laughs> know unless you're looking. You don't. I don't I've, think he's going to get that lucky, but wouldn't that be kind of weird, though? Like, ethically? Like, I don't know. Get a little strange. I don't know. It's like I told him. I just said, man, you are missing out. If if that's what you want, if you don't give a fuck about it, which I think that's his deal right now, he's a young man. I said, I get it, man. You haven't had the taste. You haven't picked up the fucking habit yet. So yeah. put that off as long as you can, dude. Go to college. You know what I'm saying? Like work through <laughs> that. Because I know once pussy got in my brain, like it's it was very hard to shake it. And it's made me make some real dumb decisions in my life, man. I, I will say that, like, um, definitely if you put too much weight on the social aspects of life, hanging out with friends, hanging out with girls, trying to get ass, whatever, it does – you have a limited amount of time. Yeah. And you have a limited amount of time as a resource. And all the guys that I know that really kind of put that shit on the back burner, like all the, like, going, hanging out, drinking with your buddies, trying to get laid or whatever – all the guys I know that put that shit on the back burner, they're doing great today. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like – I mean, they're supporting somebody else's kids and, you know, they married some broad who already had three kids by some other dude that she smartened up and divorced only too late. But whatever. Like, hey, he's 
He's making good dough, at least, you know. Yeah. Not me. At least I got my own kid, I think. Yeah, at least I'm streetwise. I don't like Delvin, but... I noticed that the fucking bug man comes around a little too often. What the fuck, man? Uh, I guess we really do like, have a problem. We have a milkman. They still do that? It's fucking 2020. How do we still have a milkman? Bro, how many fucking milkmen do you think literally were just dropping by and just dropping dick in Housewives back in like the 50s? Dude, it had to be so terrible once like the the convenience stores started opening up and it's like you can just go get milk at the CVS that's like half a block down. They're just like, fuck. Like, <laughs> it wasn't a real job. Like, well, I was started. just in it for the pussy. Like, I get like <laughs> so I bad. $2 an hour, which is minimum wage in 1957 or whatever. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I'm getting paid in pussy, literally. And then you, the fat milkman, like the fat, ugly milkman. And it's just like, nobody wants to blow that guy. And you're like, what the yeah. fuck? I got this job on the, the, the pretense that I was going to get my dick sucked once in a while. Nope. And all the chicks on his route, all those lonely housewives on his route are just like, God damn it. Look at this fucking fat <laughs> son of a bitch. I, my, my friend in my in the bridge club got a fucking young stud. He's 27. He's got ripped abs. I got this fucking fat son of a bitch. I'm still going to blow him, but I'm not going to be happy fuck. about it. Yeah, I'm still going to let him fuck me, but I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about it. Man, I've had some crazy drama going on with some friends lately, and it's just like... I don't know, like, if you've had any friends that have, like, gotten a little too intimate with each other, like couples, swingery kind of shit. Oh, uh, no. Like, I, I, I stay away from that shit. Yeah, I had yeah. a conversation with Adam and, and Kaz about this recently. Yeah. And I just, I, I, told, I, I think Adam is about that life. He might be about that life. At least he's open to the idea. But for me, I said, no, nah, I can't do that. I'm not, yeah. I'm not advanced. Some enough. people aren't built for it, man. Uh, I'm not. I talked to Eros and Isis from the prior society. They're a swinger couple. Yeah, and they seem to be very informative. And I really enjoyed talking. It opened me and my wife up to some conversations that I don't think we would have ever had, Jason. But she was interested because I was interested. Like after the show, I went outside and I fucking was talking about it. Because she always asked me how it went and shit. And I was just like, man, you know, they told me about how they do their thing. And it's fucking, you know, one thing led to the other with and I sat the other. And. You know, it just, it was interesting how it developed. We ended up banging pretty well that evening. You know, it's just one of those things, like, you never know what you're in for until you throw it out there. Yeah. And uh, I don't think she's about that life, but I think it's one of those things where I, I can't judge you, man. You've been married for 20 fucking years, you know, and you want some new pussy. And as long as your chick's getting some some dong in the process, yeah. do you. Go go it, get it. I don't judge nobody for it. Like, I, I, I just said... I'm not built for it. Like, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. I don't think I could, especially like the swinging is one thing. Cause usually you find a couple other couples and it's like, if your lady's getting dicked down, at least you're getting some at the same time. Yeah. But like sometimes I'll hear about, you know, a friend of a friend or somebody online who's like their, their open relationship. That's different than swinging. That's where it's like you and me are boyfriend, boyfriend. Cause we're a gay couple now. Yeah. But, uh, you're allowed to go get other dick, and I'm allowed to go get other dick. Just whenever, like if it show, if the milkman shows up and wants to drop some yeah. dick in me, like I'm cool with that. Yeah. So like the swinging feels a little bit more egalitarian to me. Mm-hmm. It's like fair. There's rules. when we have this other couple over, at least everyone's getting laid. The open relationship always feels like, well, of course, the woman is always going to be able to get more dick. Like, yeah. All she wants to do is snap her fingers. 
as long, I mean, it just depends on how willing she is to lower her standards, how low she's willing to go. Yeah. But for the dude, even with incredibly low standards, it's still like, fuck, you know? Yeah. And then if you're, if you're a married dude, you got a ring on your finger and you're like hitting on some broad, and you're like, no, don't worry. It's an open relationship. She's going to think you just kind of some kind of fucking scumbag that's just saying that, right? Yeah. So uh, that has I'm, to be the first go to. Like, obviously, this, yeah. uh, you got to double check. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> so to me, like on, on top of the fact that I don't really you know what I mean, like I'm, I'm not about that life. I don't think I could do that. But um, their description didn't like surprise me. I think, well, it didn't surprise me, but I think it actually made a lot of sense at the end because that's what uh, the guy, Eros, he said, uh, you know, one day you just kind of realize like it's temporary, man. We're all here for, you know, nothing is yours. Nothing's yours. Yes. Not one single thing. You may think so. It's not. Your kid's not yours. Your house isn't yours. Your fucking, your shoes aren't yours. Your blood's not yours. Like one day it's gone, dude. Like yeah. to the idea that something that the possessive yours, mine, 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 it's caveman yeah. thinking. Now I understand it and I'm sure jealousy is rampant, but they've gotten to a place through communication where, you know, they've learned the rules because there's definitely rules to a lot of that shit. Apparently swinging is mostly dominated by females, which is why it works because the females are the ones that initiate and usually give the final say. And you know what the dudes say when the chick says, Hey, uh, I'm going to maybe catch a straight cock right quick. You want to go bang his eight wife over there? Yeah. You go, okay. Ah. (laughs) Eventually. And, you know, it's just one of those things that it's fascinating to me because as a man, you go, I don't know if I could let some other dude plow my chick. Yeah. But it's like, if you know she's coming home with you at the end of the day, like that's not, you've been together for 20 years. There's no question. That's your wife, your ride or die. But you know that this dude's got three more inches of dick and mm-hmm. he's not leaving his wife. She wants to get three more inches of dick. I can't do that. <laughs> Why would you deny her that satisfaction of maybe knocking her cervix back another half an inch? Yeah, I mean, I eventually, I think you need to put in a lot of time being married before you get to that point. Let me yeah. just say that. Or at least being together. You know, like you got to have 15 to 20 under your belt before you even start thinking about shit like this. But it's interesting. Stuff changes, man. Life, life is a tricky thing and whatever makes you happy. So, um, you and your wife want to come visit New England sometime? You know, I don't think she's down with it because that's what happened is I found out apparently my friends went for the old. And this is different because normally, like I said, women initiate and conduct all the stuff. My buddy basically, I think, was trying to get some pussy on the side and uh, went at it and basically sent his wife. Well, he didn't even send his wife. He sent my other buddy to go, you know, hey, go ahead, Bubba. I got you. <laughs> and it's like... You don't want to think about your friend as being like a scumbag, but that is some scumbag shit, man, to just offer up your chick and you didn't even tell her because yeah, you're trying to get up. your dick sucked and you want to make it even Stevens. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of fucked up. That's definitely like I, I know my wife and she would not appreciate that. It's somebody that I've known for a long time, Jason. Like this is fucking with me right now a little bit. Like, cause he's a good dude. He's my buddy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we don't ever talk about stuff like that. He's very kind of private with it. And I get it. 
people like their privacy with their personal life. But hearing all that today, like the, you know, this has been happening. It's like, fuck, man. You never really know what people's thing is, huh? You you don't you don't know you don't know what people are into. So you until you start fucking with them. I got some friends back in the day. Um, some of my college roommates when they started getting wifed up when we were in our twenties, before they had kids and shit. I thought they were kind of swinging a little bit. They never said anything to me about it. I was never invited to partake in anything. But there's a couple of couples that I thought, I don't think they do this shit anymore. But like back then, I was like, y'all are a little bit, being a little familiar with each other at this barbecue. Like y'all keep joking about fucking each other's wives and wife swapping. And if y'all have told, like you tell one joke about fucking your buddy's Mm -hmm. wife. Hey, Jason, it's the text message conversation. Yeah. Like we were talking about, you throw it out there and then you go, ah, I'm just kidding. And then you yeah, start looking that. around like, just, uh, put half your finger in his wife's pussy, uh, yeah. in the pool. I don't think you're joking. Just test that, that, that man. Yeah. I, I had a run in. make me uncomfortable, but that is one thing that I'm like, oh yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. I think so. I don't think we're there. So. I, it's going to be a little while, but I, I've encountered it. Like I said, I, I told this story when I had them on. Like, I ended up getting a blowjob from my buddy's mom, and like her, his dad watched kind of. <laughs> he didn't wag off or anything, but he definitely was there. And, uh, it's an interesting tale. Oh, yeah. It's a fun story. It's a long chain of events, but like it was a hand job once that he watched, and no, hand job he watched. When she was blowing me, he was yeah. fucking her from behind. That was the thing. Like, we were in the thing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just needed a little help. He's like, hey. You take that in. That's what she yeah. wanted. Hey, here it is. You're, you're there to kind of hold this end steady while I'm on the back end, right? My buddy's hold mom. That was, it was kind of weird. But like I said, I've always been into older, like, kind of yeah. chubby mom looking motherfuckers. And, uh, yeah, he, I don't think he expected me to fucking bounce in there as quick as I did. I was like, are you sure? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, cool. Pussy face. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. That's, um, that's an interesting one. Even more than the swinging thing. I don't really get the swinging. I don't really get the open relationship just because I don't, I don't see the appeal. Open like, relationship just means that you can't afford a divorce, Jason. Let's be. It's like saying you're bisexual. No, you just like to fuck. If you're open relationship, I can't afford a divorce. I don't feel like giving up half my shit. So I have roommates who also likes to fuck a lot. And when we're alone, sometimes we fuck each other. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you may be, you may be right. Like I want to see my kid every day. You yeah. know what I mean? I just want to see my kid every day. You know, split up. I don't get to see my kid every day. Open relationship. It's open. Our relation now it's closed. I don't get those, but what I really don't get, what really just doesn't, I can't, I just can't wrap my brain around is the dudes who like to watch, like the cuck dudes. Yeah. I don't, I don't get why you would be like, I'm going to cruise for some dick for you, honey. Don't even worry. You sit here at the bar, drink your drink. I'm going to go find a real fucking arch scumbag yeah, and I'm going to watch him no. just plow the shit out of you. I never got the cuck thing. Why you'd want to watch that? Why you want to be there in the room, like filming it? Like, I just don't. I that doesn't make any sense to me. I I I appreciate folks that do if that's what you're into. Again, I'm not judging. I just can't personally get my brain around that one. Seeing it's not bad. I guess the degradation is the one that fucks with me. Like where they're spitting on him and calling him a bitch. Yeah, he's getting just his chick is getting piped out. 
Yeah, but I feel like that one's just uh, like they're just going to find like the schlubbiest looking bald white guy. And then they're just going to find like this young stud. Ninety uh, percent of the time, he's a black dude, but he's got a pipe like this microphone. It's and so much, it's two of my dick, Jason, in girth yeah. and circumference. Yeah, he's like four <laughs> of my dicks taped together. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck is that thing? But I feel like they do that for porn. Like they take it up a notch. They put that shit on steroids. But if there's a porn of it, you know there has to be real dudes yeah. out there that are into. That. I mean, you, like. Yeah. You experienced this guy watched and sometimes participated a little bit. I don't, I just don't get, that doesn't make any sense to me. Art imitates life, Jason. Sometimes life imitates art. Yeah. Well, brother, I do appreciate <sighs> talking to me. I suppose even though my, um, my garage band crashed, so I can't see how long we've been talking, but I think we've, yeah. we've probably hit the mark. We're good. Uh, we got an I episode out of it. Isn't that great? We did. We got an episode. Yeah. <laughs> I figured it would be easy to talk to you. Yeah. I wanted to, like, after having you on um, a year ago, whenever, like, it was a great conversation. I didn't know as much. I didn't know nearly as much about, like, your tragic past as I learned that day. But um, I was like, man, like, Jody B is definitely one of the funnier guys that I chat with. Like, out of all this... The whole podcast circle jerk, all of these networks of podcasts and podcasters that all chat. There's a few like really funny, comically minded motherfuckers like that, that, that are always on, like trying to be funny and thinking of jokes and, and applying that shit. And like you're in the top three in my book. And, um, I was like, dude, we got to have a conversation where we just fucking like actually just be funny instead of talking about how terrible it is to get shot in the face. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, that's fun. Like the first 300 times you tell it, but at this yeah. point it's, it's literally just an autopilot thing. Like a fucking Teddy Ruxpin. You just, you push the button and then it all just starts falling out. <laughs> I've told right, that story so many times. Then, yeah. Right? It's, you've had like a whole life since then. Like yeah. That was teen. That was half your lifetime ago. 32. Yeah. Now you have, other stuff to talk about. So I just, I wanted to shoot the shit. I just wanted to have like, let's have a funny conversation. Let's. So we talked about fun. being dads and getting internet pussy. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I think so. One last question while you hit that pipe. What is your favorite Billy Idol song? I really like Rebel Yell. Okay. Like, I know it's the club banger and I don't know a lot of Billy Idol, but I've heard a couple of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, Rebel Yell is fun. You know what a Rebel Yell is, Jason? No idea. See, and that's why it's a problem. See, I had to grow up and finally learn what a Rebel Yell is. Uh, when you, let's say you're at a dive bar or a karaoke bar, and you get up and you do or somebody's performing, whatever's happening, somebody in that crowd is going to give a Rebel Yell. It's a, like a fucking one of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's a rebel yell because back in the day when they would ambush motherfuckers during the Confederate Civil War shits, they would hide in the bushes and that's how they would communicate to each other. A lot like yodeling, how they use that. Yeah. Those guys would sit in the bushes and go, like shit like that. And then they would let the guy up the street know, okay, we're going to jump out and shoot these motherfuckers. Word. So when you think about it, uh, with the rebel yell, she cried, mo, mo, mo. Like he was giving it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like Billy Idol was laying that pipe. Yeah. 
I'm a little disappointed, though, in your response. I was kind of hoping that you knew Billy Idol well enough to say eyes without a face. No. No, no, no. I know uh, White Wedding and Rebel Yo. That's about it, bro. Um, If I may suggest eyes without a face. I'll take it out. particularly appropriate for you, at least in the the title. I was born in the 80s. I didn't grow up in the 80s. So that's where it makes it difficult because Billy Idol is not an 80s or uh, not a 90s thing. (laughs) He was, I think he, he kind of slid rock the cradle of love in like 90 or 91, but they, he was on his way out after that. He did his best work in the eighties. And once the nineties came around, he kind of fell out like grunge became a thing. And that was not him. Go check out eyes without a face. It's a great song. Thank you. At least thematically appropriate for yourself, given your, your, uh, colored past. Oh, there it is. Thank oh, God, you. I said colored. I am, Shit. I am colored. Uh, hey, guys, if you'd like to find me, follow me, uh, Google the Po' Boys podcast. That's it. Uh, you can go to BioBidet.com, use promo code Po' Boys, use, uh, get 10% off a bidet product, Jason. I don't know if you're into bidets, but uh, I really have been trying to spread the message, the good word, mostly because it gives me cash. But yes, uh, I'm converted. But also clean asses. Dude, I'm about it. I'm about that life. I spray my shit off. How do you dry off after you clean? That's the one thing I can't I can't understand about the bidet. Yeah, here's I'll tell you. Uh, you sit there for like five more minutes after, which okay. is nice because sometimes that thing will hit you like in the booty hole, and yeah. uh, you might even get some water up there for a moment. So you got to sit there and make sure you leak all that shit back out into the turlet. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, you sit there for a moment, kind of let everything situate and then you do have to use like a little bit of toilet paper and kind of pat her off there just to make sure you give it a okay. pat pat you know what i'm saying you wrap around your fingers about two or three times you lift okay. one leg up yeah boop, boop, boop. check the paper make sure you didn't miss because uh, that does happen occasionally you might miss right. so so you do you do still use something drop but it's not like getting out of the shower like i need a, a separate towel to dry my hair or some shit well, actually, that's how it used to be. I don't know. Uh, I saw that once on a movie, and I was like, what's that about? Uh, the classic bidet where you would have the toilet paper roller. They would just have like one of those real thick, one of the big cushy towels. Mm-hmm. But they were always white, which never made any sense to me. That makes zero sense to me because that's the whole reason why. I mean, because I have used a bidet in the past when I'm in Las Vegas, and they have them. I don't know why. Las Vegas is a place that has bidets in like all the, yeah. the hotel bathrooms or whatever. But I'm always like, okay, my asshole is now wet. And what do I do? Like, I got to wipe this thing up. But it's like your asshole's really, really wet. So the paper, the toilet paper is just going to like shred. It's just going to turn into paper mache inside your anus. And that's no good either because now you're just walking around with wet paper inside your ass. So I'm always like, do I use a towel? But it's white. Like, shouldn't this be a brown towel? Like, so I would always, I'm in Vegas. I don't give a fuck. I use the towel and I, then I throw it in the corner. Like, don't fucking reuse this towel. So I just feel like I'd be going through too many towels with the bidet. But Jason, <laughs> I think we just had a, a moment. I think we have a business. You want to go start a business with each other, man? With my, with my creative genius and your know-how, we can make this work. You ready for this? Brace yourself. I'm ready. Hit me. Brown towels. Brown towels. Obviously. Brown towel. Oh, maybe we could partner with BioBidet and like slide free product into the, you know, 
This podcast is sponsored by browntowel.com. Use the brown towel to wipe your ass after you use the bio bidet. Listen, in a world where the environment is suffering from all of our plundering and pillaging of the resources, we're making an effort, an honest effort, to not use so much paper. Stop wiping your ass like a caveman and use brown towel. Use the bio bidet and then use the brown towel. Save the planet, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Save the planet by wiping your ass with a brown towel. There it is. We're going to get right on it. Brown towel. Right on that shit. 5% right. off if you use code word COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, it's been so nice getting to talk with you. I've been excited ever since Tuesday, whenever the fuck you hit me up. So, <laughs> Three days ago. Yeah, no, okay. it's, it's been a good time. And we'll have to do it soon. Again. Do it again soon. Yeah. I'm all about that shit. I'm going to go get some dinner. Good night, sir. All right. Heart you. Yeah. Low voice. I was in the crib when my balls dropped. Earthquake when they hit. It's not hard to learn. I taught myself and I'm basically retarded. My asphalt. If she turned me down, God knows that it's her loss. Baby, what's your number? Baby, what's your name? I'm about to head to my house. You should do the same. I know you like the way I rap, how I spit game. Got you coming back like I'm crack cocaine.